All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Salt the Tree podcast, season two, episode two. Uh, we have a very, very great episode planned for you guys, and we have a lot of special guests here as well. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Ryan. I'm Jacob. I'm Sklar. I'm Ani Kaith. I'm Peyton. I'm Zeke. And I'm Charlie. All right, Charlie. So our first question for you is, how long have you been at George School? Um, are you talking about in con- continuously, or are you talking about the first time I ever came here? Um, the first time you've ever came here. Okay, I actually found out more about that just a few years ago. I was sorting photos for Dave Long, the archivist, and I was going through some photos. It was a photo of a of a Quaker. It was there was some Quaker conference in 1952, and I was looking through the photos, and all of a sudden I looked and I said, "Oh my gosh, that's my dad, that's my mom, and that's me." I was about this high, and so that documents the first time I came to George School. All right. <laughs> so, did your mom and dad both um, graduate George School? Uh, my father went to George School, okay. but not my mother. And is it true that your children have gone to George School as well? Um, that rumor is correct, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, what, is, what about George School, the community, what about the place makes you, you know, so invested in your family and things like that? Um, well, we're Quaker. This is a Quaker school. Um, it's also pretty close to where we live. Uh, the kids went here, my, our kids, my older son graduated in 06 and the other son in 12, and they both had really good experiences here. So when I had some time a few years ago, I started, I asked if I could come and help out in the archives, because the archivist is only part-time, and that's why I came here. <clears throat> so what exactly is an archivist for people that don't know, such as... Myself. Um, well, I'm not an archivist either, but okay, watching the person whose title is archivist working, he keeps track of everything that people have a tendency to throw away. If they're cleaning out their offices and their old pictures, their things they received, uh, he will go dumpster diving to retrieve these things. Um, he also keeps track of things of um, think things that, the, well, he does keep some track of things the school is required to keep, such as, for example, grades for students, which George School has them all the way back to, 19, to 1893. Um, but it's mostly, it's, it's things that show the school's history, how the school has changed, and also for alumni who might be interested, uh, documentation. So how are the archives displayed because obviously they collect a lot of archives throughout the years but I don't think I really see them like throughout school when I walk around um uh George school is working on that um the 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 first archivist the first person with an archivist job was in the 1970s George school had already been around for 80 years and and when I said one job is finding things the other job is taking care of things um, how do you take care of photos till they'll last? If a piece of paper is all ripped up, how do you preserve it? Um, paintings, how do you take care of paintings? 
Um, so, so what was your question again? Sorry. So, like, how how are the photos and paintings displayed throughout? Oh, the displayed. Um, well, as I said, we're working on that right now. They're basically not. Uh, the archivist respond. He he collects things and he responds to questions from alumni and from the alumni office. For example, the alumni office may want a copy of a yearbook to send to somebody, and he will find it. Or somebody will, if it's a class's 50th anniversary, they will want to have information about, about their class. Um, we are working on, I mean, we are in the process of getting an exhibit case set up in MDA library, which can hold the sports trophies from the last hundred years that George School has accumulated, which are used to be on display in alumni gym, but since that's no longer a gym, there's no space for them. So speaking of things that have changed throughout George School's history, off the top of your head, how has George School, what have been the major George School changes since you've been following George School in your life? Um, since I, well, actually I've only really been following it since the since the early, well, since the 1990s, because I had other relatives who were here. On the other hand, looking at the archives, I can see it's changed a lot. It went from a school that was almost prime, almost entirely Quaker, entirely Quaker, uh, and very small. And sometimes kid would, kids who had already graduated from high school would come to George School for an extra year. They called it a postgraduate year. My dad was only here junior and senior year in in, in high school um, to, to a school that's quite different from that now. That's one difference. Um, what else? <clears throat> so going off of that change, how do you think, how have the uh, archive, how, like what are the like things that have kind of at least shown in some aspects, like the ways that, um, GS has changed, like whether it's, like, like I know you have a little stack right there of. I have um, a little stack of photos, which, which I will not be able to transmit through the sound line, but, but we'll work on that. You can at least describe it in some. Yes, line. yes. Um, okay. Well, I'll start with, I'll start with one thing that was one tradition George School had in the, in the first decade of the twentieth century. Um, George School had sports in the fall and spring, but there was no gym. So in the winter, there were no sports at all. And the administration was worried that people were going to be out of shape because they didn't have sports. So the administration built this. Um, Ziki, you think you could describe that? <laughs> it looks like a, a, a giant slide in um, the middle of... In the middle of what is this? Is this Maine? And oh, here's the and here's another picture that oh, gives yeah, context. Oh yeah, South Lawn. It, it is it is a giant slide, with a, a lot of stairs going up to a giant wooden slide. There's um, not much else to be said. Yeah. yeah. Well, they called it they called it the toboggan run, and whenever it snowed, everybody could go out there and toboggan down. Um, apparently, they didn't have insurance agents around at that time. Um, because, uh, so some of those pictures are from ninth between around 1900. This picture, I think is from the 1940s. If you look on the back, there's a date. So Peyton, what's that picture of? 
uh, someone's skiing down the toboggan. Yep, yep. I do not see the date. Ooh, I hope so. How about at the top? Anything? Well, anyway, so so this was this was a this was a tradition that there are no more pictures after about 1945. So obviously, George School stopped doing this um, because they they had Marshall, which was a gym. So that was that was um, that's that was uh, and it really wouldn't work now because we haven't had a decent snow all winter. So there's no way to use it. Um, another. Well, I guess tradition was um, skating because I don't know how many of you are aware that there is a large pond down. Okay, you know there's a large pond down beyond where the train station used to be, <coughs> railroad station, and uh, and in the winter from up through the 1960s, this is where people went to to, to go skating. Um, here's some here's some pictures of that. Uh, well, that's people standing around, but there we are. <clears throat> it's it it froze. It fro I don't know what the details were. Whether the administration had to, you know, put up a green flag saying you could skate, but lots of people did that. Here, here are a bunch more photos. Um, if any of you want to comment on the photos, please go ahead. <clears throat> So like going off of like kind of just seeing how um like how are like well like some of the activities were that George School had had back in the back in the day like what do you think um like do you think has there um like obviously there has been a change but what has like been the largest change that you've seen at least um that's a good question that that I that I've perceived or I've personally seen yeah. either or works really <laughs> okay um. Well, it's become much more international, much more international. Um, George School didn't even have African-American students until the, well, basically, and well, a few African-American students in the 40s and the 50s, but not until the 1960s. Um, George School didn't go after international students either. And I think that really made a difference in the atmosphere of the school. All right, so uh, we really went into like the history of GS there. So now I'm gonna ask a little bit about you. Um, all right. So you said like you're not the archivist. So correct. Like, we all kind of I don't know if it's not just me, but like I kind of like assumed you were the archivist. And like, um, so what would you say like your job description is? Like if you had to like paraphrase it. Um, my job description is to come in and ask Dave. Um, you got anything for me? And he will say, yeah, um, file these photographs. Or, yeah, I got a question from some alumnus. I'm too busy. Can you figure it out? Um, he wants to know something or other. I don't know what he wants to know. He's, he, he wants to know if there are any pictures of him in the yearbook or, you know, other than, than the, or it's the, the archivist, he basically has two jobs. One is he tries to take care of the things that are already here. And the second is he puts out metaphorical fires. 
Um, meaning if somebody calls and says there's an alumnus who wants some information and Dave says, okay, uh, when does he want it? And the person on the other end of the line says, well, he really would like it by two in the afternoon. Um, that, that's, so Dave has to look for things like that. Um, Dave is also the person, I don't know if you've noticed in McFeely, there's some pictures on the walls now um, of uh, transportation in Newtown, a picture of George Washington. Um, those had been in a, in a, in a, I think in a restaurant, I think in Newtown, and then they were bought by some antique dealer, and they sat in his, his garage, his, his barn for years, and Dave knew they were there, so the, the antique dealer was going to throw them away, but Dave said, no, no, we'll buy them, and so he did and so that's why they're up there, History of Newtown. That's another thing he does. I have a very important question for you, Charlie. Uh-oh. And it's a question that I think everyone here at George School wants to know. Uh-oh, okay. What is the notepad? Which notepad? <laughs> the one currently in your hand right now that um, seems to be always in your hand. Um, actually, there are two notepads. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> they're two <laughs> They're two different notepads. The one that's in my hand now is, you know, when you get to be an elderly person like me, your memory isn't as good, although that's not a good excuse because I've been using these since I was your age. Um, it basically is, the, it's my law, it's my short-term memory. Okay. If somebody says, Charlie, can you send me such and such? I say, oh, sure, but I better write it down because three hours later I'm going to have forgotten so the next, so that evening, I will look and say, "Oh yeah, I said I would send so and so." Like, like I told Anaketh I would be here at, at six this evening. Oh, I did, didn't I? So I better show up. That's that's basically what it does. So that's this one. I have to call your bluff now because you say you have bad memory, but it seems like you know everyone's name on campus. That is the other notebook. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> That is the other notebook. Um, You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, no, some students know this. When I started here several years ago, I would, you know, I saw all you folks and you looked all exactly the same. I couldn't tell you guys apart. So, and the other thing is, I mean, I look at somebody and I can remember a first name maybe, but I couldn't remember a last name. Or I could remember a last name and not a first name. And the little Facebook thing is only by last name. So I have the little notebook, and it's every, it's got pages are all alphabetical, some A pages, some B pages. Wow. One side is last names, one side is first names. And you folks are all in there. So, and when I would, okay, now you notice we take, we have you sign in in, the, in there. We have an ulterior motive for doing that, which is new staff people. They don't know who you are, and there's no way to find out except if they're sitting there, if Debbie is sitting there or Lisa is sitting there, and Zeke, you sign in, or Peyton, you sign in, Peyton Sherman. Oh, pulled out the last name. My friends don't even know my last name. <laughs> well, so that's, that's, that is how I'm capable of telling most of you folks apart. It's not easy, it really isn't, but it's important. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I just figure I owe it to you to know who you are if I'm going to be in study hall and, 
and telling you stuff. I mean, even somebody like you who practically never come, Chris, right? No, no I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me because you're practically never in study hall. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you're coming tonight? Good. Well, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me in two minutes what your name is. Because... Well, well, no. All you have to, all you guys have to do is sign in with a different name. That's what you can do. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Hey, Charlie. I have a yeah. um, a question about more going back to the history. Sure. Um, I want to know. So I've been a four-year senior here, and there Ryan. hasn't been much talk, or I haven't seen construction of a building in my time here. Could you talk about that? Um, maybe buildings like the FAC, the library, Westwood, Campbell, buildings that were built um, early 1990s. Um, okay. Yeah, something uh, like that. I, I actually haven't seen a building built here either while I've been here. Um, my, what I think is that George School builds buildings when George School has money. That's what I think it is. I mean, somebody, somebody may correct me on this, but that's my sense. Um, and at this point, George School doesn't think it needs to build any more buildings. So, because um, I actually, I, I know th there were some reasons for some of the buildings before. For example, uh, Walton was built because up until Walton was here, all assemblies were held in Maine, above the dining hall. That space was a giant assembly room. We have lots of photos of it. That was where a meeting for worship was, um, which actually was an incredible fire trap, you know, just going up and down a few stairways. Um, the, and um, I, I, I actually can't, I know McFeely was built as a new library mm -hmm. because the library had been in about four different places and it was, um, and they wanted a dedicated building for the library. So it's why the building they built, the George School built McFeely. Um, I wish I could say more about that, but I can't right now. Anything else? Um, do you wish you would come here, like gone to school here? Uh, um, it would have been, been fun to come to school here. I, I guess the reason I didn't is because we were at that point living outside the United States. My dad had a job. That, so I went along too, and we were in a school which, which um, was pretty good. So they chose not to send me and my four siblings, you know, to the United States to go to school. Otherwise, I probably would have. <clears throat> what do you think is the best thing about George School over the time you've seen, and what do you think is the worst thing? Oh gosh, no! You, you're really going to ask me that question. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things while I'm thinking of what I'm going to answer you. Um, um, I think the best thing about George School is the community. It's, at least from what I've seen, is peop students can, can participate as much as, or as little as they want in the life of the community. Um, and it's basically your choice. Um, and you have faculty who 
are really committed to being here because if they weren't, they would go to a place that pays more. Um, and so <laughs> I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to sound cynical about that, but, but um, George School has a lot of staff who have been here a long time because they really feel committed to, 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 the, to, the, to the kind of education George School does. Okay, what's the worst thing about George School? Oh, or something that needs to improve on. You know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beg off on that. I really can't think of anything at this point. I really can't. Um, Charlie, so yeah. what, what do you think is something that has, in, um, in some aspect, has, do you think has remained like a true constant throughout your whole time at GS? Ooh. Uh, a true constant through my time. I mean, I've, I've really, well, I guess I should say I had a nephew and a niece who were here in the 90s. So I did have some connection with George Gould. It was primarily with the deans who were calling about my nephew. We got a call about once a week or so. Um, <laughs> he, was a, he was a boarder. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, constant. Um, you know, I'm going to hold off on that too. I really can't think of anything. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I believe that that's all of our time okay. that we have. Uh, we'd like to thank you for coming on and talking to us. It's been a pleasure. And um, we hope to see more archives around campus so we can see the history around George School. Uh, we're working on that. We are. Thank you. Thank you for encouraging us because I will, it's, it's partly a matter of time. It's partly a matter of budget. It's partly a matter of priority and we're working on that. All right. Thank you for, thank you for encouraging us. Thanks, Charlie. All right. So part two of this Salted Tree podcast episode, season two, episode two, we invited our wonderful, stupendous club sponsor, Scott Saradarian. I paid them to say that. To hop on the mic and talk with us a little bit because Scott is an alumni of George School. That's true. Class of 1990. And um, he's got the insider's perspective of some of the things that we want to know as George School students now is how has life, like tra um, traditions and student life and what you guys do in the weekends and, you know, stuff like that. We want to know how has that changed since you graduated? Well, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for having me. It's, it's quite an pleasure. honor to be on this side of the microphone. Well, the thing about George School, it changes radically from what I've known or from my experience, but it is pretty much the same school. And to Charlie, if this is going to be part of that whole episode, what he said is there, there's more diversity now than there was even when I was here. There was, there was definitely a lot of diversity. I was exposed to a lot of different cultures, but having come back now, this is my third year. It's awesome. The, the amount of, I live in Westwood and the fact that my daughters live in the same building can go upstairs there. We live in a downstairs apartment and be exposed and be friendly with people from all over the world 
that wasn't quite i think at, when i was here it was kind of, it, we were turning that corner for that type of diversity but and i don't want to speak totally like an old timer but you'll all know when you kind of leave here you start really appreciating that you know that this place is it's really special <laughs> i don't want to go off on on how great it is but i will say that just generationally and historically we the I, I, again, I don't want to sound old, but the technology, the social media. Uh, you do sound old. I so. sound old, don't I? Well, it's hard because I'm here now in our social media world, but I also was here, so I feel like I'm existing on two timelines. But the fact that, you know, you didn't know what everyone else was up to. You had to spend a lot of time waiting around, but you didn't consider it waiting around. It's just part of the life. Like now, if someone doesn't show up for something, you get pretty irritated pretty quickly. Back then, you'd make plans to meet with someone and they wouldn't show up for half an hour and so that's just life. You'd like send a pigeon over yes. to somebody else's dorm. Pigeons were smoke, in high demand, uh, smoke signals. Yeah, smoke signals. <laughs> yeah, you had a <laughs> back, yeah. So so that was, that was a big difference. We didn't really know what other people were up to as much. And maybe there's a little bit more eye contact because people are usually, we're all looking down a little bit more at our phones, but it's pretty similar for the How most part. How uh, about George School traditions? Can you think of any like kooky George School like things that really don't get? Do you, we still have the moose cup and the we, whole moose We don't have the moose cup. Yeah, yeah that can was you explain a big that? Thing. Because that's on our George School Wikipedia page, which is actually pretty funny. <laughs> If you look it up and read it, because I read it uh, last week or something like that, and there was all this stuff on there that I had no idea, like the Moose Cup. So yeah, so that was a big thing. There was a healthy rivalry between Westtown and and us. I think, uh, well, I think that our sports are definitely on the rise, but I think we were probably equal and better than Westtown back in the day. So that was different. And there, do you, do we still have a dance with Westtown where we would go there every year? No. Oh, that was fun. We used to do that. We would take like a hundred kids to, to Westtown and just like walk around their campus. That was pretty fun. That was in the spring. Start a new tradition. Do we have any contact with Westtown? <laughs> no. They come back. I mean, not really. Yeah. Do they come here? We're like the Sometimes I think, but okay. So the female sports, or at least some of them, still do the moose cup, like field okay. hockey. This year, like we still did it. Yeah. But like I didn't know that we didn't do that anymore. I'm maybe I'm just late to the trend. But like, um, I first of all, can we start the West Town dances again? Because that sounds fun. It and was like, really fun. When yeah. We, when you said we went to the West Town dances, like you, we walked around their campus. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like we just. We well, my recollection, and I don't have two notebooks, so my memory isn't as good as Charlie's, but <laughs> I remember us boarding buses. A lot of people would go, and I don't know if we alternate. I just remember going there. Probably was more memorable. Uh, and we would, they would have some ambassadors. They'd be really friendly. They would serve some food, but we could just walk around, and we could check out what life was like on the other side a little bit. It was really fun. So Charlie mentioned earlier that um, a lot of the reason teachers 
stay here is because they like it so much here. Mm -hmm. Could you talk about what it's like to be colleagues with faculty now <laughs> that you may have I had, as, had teachers? as teachers back then? Yeah, that's a good question. So my first faculty meeting, I turn around and there was Paul McAmer, Terry Culleton, uh, Ralph, and these people recently retired. Did you guys all have any of these teachers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ralph was amazing. In fact, Ralph was, I was here longer. I was afraid, he came my sophomore year and he, we had him his first English class. So I do accept part responsibility for him staying. Had our class been terrible, he might not have stayed. <laughs> but it was, it, it's weird because it, I felt a little intimidated, but I also felt super close. They were very welcoming. But it is weird. There's a lot of sense memories around here. I'll turn a corner and it'll be 1987. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, wow, that smell takes me back. But yeah. I have sort of like a, a deeper question. Mm. Like, I'm not sure what what you were up to between your, your time in high school and now, but it seems like you've you've stayed pretty close to this like Newtown bubble. Have you ever mm. wondered like what it would be like if you chose to you know go someplace else or or branch out have you ever like well regretted? I did I was well branching out I was in New York for a long time and I did travel through one job for quite a bit but I did return here I got married in Bucks County and you know this area for the most part is pretty good I like this area but yeah so going off of that, um, what um, like I guess this is more kind of pertains to the podcast itself. But in in some way, how do you think um, clubs and activities like have changed from your time at in mm. in school? Because like there, I, I've noticed that there's a bit of criticism that like we don't have as much of a club culture anymore, and like just stuff like that. Well, let me turn that around. How do you feel the club culture is now? Is it pretty active, and does it help? contribute to your George school experience Jordan let's just say this the salted tree podcast club dominates <laughs> the George school club atmosphere on campus I mean this is our first year as a as a club mm. it's been an idea since last year but um you know we've had club meetings every Tuesday this yep. year and um one thing that I noticed um throughout my three years here so far is that um, in the beginning of the year, there's lots of talk about starting new clubs, mm -hmm. um, branching out, doing different things, becoming more involved in the community, which all sounds great. And then there's the club fair where, you know, um, if you get your, your club, um, you know, you fight for your table at the front or however it is. And um, there's a lot of attention on clubs. And then, you know, you put your name on the email list and that's kind of where clubs go to die at, at George school so far at least and um, there's not many clubs there's probably only a handful that uh, meet every single week mm -hmm. um, especially there's not many new clubs that that really go out there to meet every single week and um, it's definitely challenging but there's just less drive I think in George school to go out and and do something extra um, and I think that's one of the main ways that I, I'd like to see George school change. Like mm -hmm. 
like before I graduate um, to see the kids or my peers have like more drive to like get out of their room and, and do something like fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of just what like Ben said. And I actually want to lead it somewhere else. We we're talking about like then like there's not as many clubs as we think like as before. And I was thinking like I'm wondering does it have to do with the workload? And I, this is my question to ask you: mm-hmm. Has the workload for like kids like I mean for juniors and seniors we're expected like at least at the minimum like two hours homework a night, and that definitely goes higher most nights. Right. Do you think that has changed? Do you think that there's a higher workload now than there was like 20 maybe like 25 years ago? Yes, I do. I think that George School is much more academically challenging in in one regard. I think that for the most part, from what I've noticed, the students are spread more thinly than back in my day. I think that we did as much. I remember doing plays and doing sports and doing a lot and... I think that the pressure, I'm not sure if that's society, culture, George School. I think maybe George School tries to inoculate you from the world, but I think the world's much more competitive, which is not great. I definitely feel for you, and I have a daughter coming to George School next year, so she's about to have this experience as well. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you feel? I I hear a lot of feedback in the dorm and in general that there's more work than and then that might reflect to the clubs as well. You guys are so stretched, so thin that you can't do as much as you'd like to. How would you like to see George School different in that way? Um, I think that for me personally, I have really um, focused my schedule and my curriculum around what I want to do with my future. So mm-hmm. I haven't, um, like I've had a free every year where I'm elected. <clears throat> where I'm allowed to have a free, but I've also been a tour guide in that free. So like the, the going out there and the, the doing more things aspect of your school that the curriculum allows you to do with certain dropping of classes and adding more classes, I really like because I've also been allowed to um, double up in certain subjects like art. I'm taking graphic, de- graphic design and wood shop right now and being allowed to do that is really beneficial to me because of what I want to study in college. So I feel like for that reason, just being able to, you know, focus my workload around what I want to do, that's pretty special for me. I think George School's always had that. I think there are more opportunities than back in my day. Like we didn't have as many arts, like speaking of graphic design, film was not a thing when I was here. So I do think that George School tries to support you in that way and tries to diversify and if I may put a quick plug in, there's a class that I'm trying to promote next year, a media literacy class that will help people understand media in a different way to what they're consuming, but also it's a production class too. I wouldn't have given, been given that opportunity had I not been a, a faculty member at George School because George School, on the faculty side, we get such tremendous support. They don't tell me what to teach in this classroom right in here. They give me some suggestions and they give a lot of support, but they don't tell me anything, really. They trust me. They did a lot of vetting. They know from my past and my teaching experience and my professional experience. And I think you get a lot of different teaching styles as a student and you get a lot of freedom as a faculty member. And I really appreciate that a lot. Kind of on the same topic um, and what 
we were talking about a little bit earlier uh, about the olden days of of George School. Yeah, I know that when you were a student, you were allowed to take an art class and or a, a class in general and have it not count as an actual grade. Um, I forget the the word mm. on that, but um, actually, kind of like a pass fail situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I know. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that idea a lot, and I know. Um, Uh, so my both my parents went here. They graduated in a uh, in eighty nine, and something my mom told me was that when she was here, art uh, wasn't a graded class. None of none of the arts were graded. They were just pass fail. It was all like, um, like if you do the work, if you show up, you do the work, and you like uh, complete all the assignments, then you pass, and if you don't, then you fail. And there was the same thing, like you could exchange a free for a class to take just for the experience. So you didn't have to, you didn't do it for a grade. You didn't do it for right. the tests. You just, you just went and did it. So like if someone wanted to take like an, uh, a course that isn't required, like uh, an extra language or African-American history or something, then they could do that without having the burden of like uh, all the homework and all the tests and everything. Do you like that? I I really like that idea. I I wish that was a thing now. All right. Well, so th that's the thing. George schools are constantly evolving. I mean, it has this course of like a river. It constantly has been flowing, hopefully in a good direction, but it's changing all the time. So I know that like next year we're turning, we're going to be going to a semester's uh, schedule. And we're also looking at how to vary the schedule, possibly having a later start time, all from feedback from teachers and students and stuff like that. There's a lot of research that early morning is not the best time for brains. Hmm. So with all the comparative stuff about like when you went to school versus when we go to school, when do you think you would rather come to George School when you went versus when mm. we're here now? And how do you think the transition would be if you were here now based on the changes that have happened to George School? That's a really good question. It's hard to separate, I guess, my experience because I had an amazing experience. And it has gotten richer over time. I, I have a reunion year this year and every five years. And that honestly is such a wonderful experience. I end up, you end up, I'm just going to prepare you. After you graduate, you're going to talk to people at the reunions. I, I highly encourage everyone to come back, even if you weren't rah-rah your school. It's really wonderful having that perspective. I talk to people more at my reunions in one day than I talked in my four years. And that perspective, that distance was so, I'm, I kind of kicked myself, I'm like, why did we not talk when we were in high school together? So to answer your question, I think I might, I, I think maybe now, it's hard to say that because I have such wonderful relationships and experiences back in the 80s, but I probably would say now, I think this Right now, this moment in history gets a bad rap because there's obviously, and with speaking of the media, there's this messaging that everything is terrible and it's like, or just it's such a hard time to grow up. But I also look at it as an opportunity and I would have liked to accept that opportunity and try and look at the challenges as, as that, as opportunities. And I seriously love my students and wouldn't have liked to have taken some film classes with these people <laughs> or taken other classes with people. So I hope I don't alienate my friends from the late 1980s and such, but I, I would like to go here now. 
Um, were you a boarder or a day student? I was a day student. Um, do you have any idea like what the weekends were like when you were here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a day student who pretty much lived on campus. Uh, I actually, the orientation my freshman year, we had a sleepover for two nights back then. And I remember thinking, God, I made such a bad choice. I, I didn't want to leave after my first weekend. So, um, yeah, there were, the weekends were, I mean, there was a lot more uh, involvement back then. People just all, there wasn't much else to do, <laughs> which sounds silly. But, uh, but it was so much fun. And there was, you know, just more people involved, more people in one space doing similar things. Our gym wasn't as good. I have gym envy. <laughs> and just from, I mean, that was a pretty brief description, but that's, I think, what, like, exactly what we need here, like, right now, is more kids just, like, out there and doing things on the weekend and not just being, like, cooped up. And right. I think that's one of the main issues that um, our weekends face is that, sure, the activities could be, a little bit better or even a lot better but if everyone's out there and, and giving them a shot like yeah. that's that's they're whatever the you want to make of them yeah you know it could be not the most fun thing but if you have people who are w open to it it could be the best weekend ever what's been your what what is your favorite memory from george school back when you were a student uh my favorite memory well That's a tough question. I remember there was um, a lot of fun times, good friends in like the Barish Room was a big hangout place back in the day. Um, I remember there's some plays I was in. Nothing really stands out, I don't think, right now. I don't want to slow down the flow of a podcast, but um, look. I loved every minute I was here. I was super ready to be to move on. I'm happy to be back, and I feel like that's you know that's the way it, it should be. I had a great experience. Do you think the feeling of students has stayed the same? For example, like a lot of students, especially who are juniors and seniors, they like you said, some of them can't wait to graduate, or you know, it's just just teenager stuff. Oh, this is the worst place in the world, whatever, whatever. Yeah, just like just a lot of exaggeration you know what i mean do you think like mm -hmm. that feeling was also there when when you were here as well right it was i think it, it feels a little peaked a little bit a little bit stronger now and i probably think that's because you are also being exposed to so much you're seeing the world on your phone i mean you can look through <clears throat> an instagram feed in five minutes and see more things than we probably did back in the day in a day um, so I can understand that, you know, the world's, this George school world seems super small. Uh, I think that's honestly very common. I remember being so happy to graduate <laughs> and I wasn't like, screw this place, but I definitely was happy to graduate. I think maybe just because that feeling might come a little stronger, a little sooner. Um, if, if possible, I think that it would be, uh, good just to have a little appreciation with all that, but you know, I think it's pretty common. 
Okay, so you said you were in a couple of plays, which makes me think that um, you were a theater kid, if I'm correct. Yeah, I was. Okay, yeah. so can you tell us like a little bit more what you were like in high school, like what you looked like? Like, did you have longer hair? Did you have a buzz? Oh, no, I didn't have long hair. No. <laughs> no, I didn't have did a mullet. Have a mullet? <laughs> mullet came later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was a, I don't know, that I was, I would hope a, a kind of atypical or not age i was a common george school person because i was able to do like varsity wrestling and then run to um we did we, there was a corral we had a tremendous musical theater teacher who was his name was michael sharon have you ever heard that name before his p picture somewhere he was probably four foot eleven oh. he looked like elton john and he was the most amazing he could get anyone like this big football player down to this little squeaky person to belt their lungs out for her, his musicals. He was tremendous. And so I was, you know, going to sports practice and then going to, we were, I remember we did the course line, which is a show about people auditioning. And he wanted to put me in like leg warmers and, you know, like headband. And I was game for it. So I think that, that, I think I represent your school in the way that I, don't think I had one identity. I didn't swim in one circle. I definitely had friends on many fronts. And uh, yeah, I don't think I, I wasn't one thing back in the day. Well, Scott, it was a pleasure to hear about your Thank experience you. <laughs> as a student in George School. And we're very happy that you came back uh, to be a Thank teacher. You. And for sponsoring the best club on campus, uh, Salted Tree. Um, this has been Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And yeah.